0: that guy ain't shit. Sorry-ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars in this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev?
1: I am O.G.
2: Oh, look. He's got a billion toys. And I am P.K. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner.
0: I say we stay here and fight it out.
2: O.G.'s not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here, you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying
1: the Toy Biz Legends box set.
2: Fucking
0: garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have amigo Isis action figure. All mighty Isis. Big Kevs geek stuff dot... You
1: fuckers think that just cause a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want.
2: You know, you know you know where I was going with that. Oh, hi. Hello everyone. Hi. Welcome to PG hey, hey. Geek stuff, episode 530. Where I was going with that OG was uh, you're coming in right in the middle of uh, of us of me pulling the curtain away cuz uh, the reason I asked you I wanted to see if you could start that again uh, was because um, didn't it sound like early nineties or late eighties wrestling entrance music? It could it, go
3: along with that, yeah. It did you know, sound like, like that from
2: Ontario, Canada.
3: Can, ma- can imagine somebody walking down the, the, uh, the runway, Mother Kanucker,
2: the bad mother Kanucker, random name.
3: Now, if it was a, if that wasn't an option for, uh, for you know, that's a, a slightly big hit uh, TV show, that that could definitely work.
2: I'm just saying, that that's what, whenever I hear that music, I don't hear, wow, this is a pretty popular TV program, music, theme music. What I think is, oh, um, um, who, what wrestler is about to enter th- into the squared circle?
3: Yeah, some heel from the WWF.
2: I don't even think it has to be a heel. I mean, I think it could be anybody. It could be like Eugene. I mean, it could be anyone.
3: Kev, yeah, are, uh, are you connecting into Instagrams? Into the Grams?
2: Yeah, I, I'm trying. Oh, he's it's, trying to. It says live. I see. Whoa. I see a close up.
3: You see a, a giant. Cl- lots of beard.
2: Yes. Lots, lots of, of beard. beard. There's a lot of beard in that room. There's, just saying. You, you a lot can't of have coverage no going That's on there. Beard.
3: That's all right. I don't see the problem with that.
2: This is not by. This is not my fault, by the way. No, no, this no. Instagram, it's Instagram, Instagram being
3: yeah. a dirty whore. There we go. Yeah. It even paused no, on my end. Nah, just my fault. Like on my nah, phone, so. That's, okay.
1: that's I saw, okay. I saw Geeks Are Wired was having a problem on his end, too. So I think it's just... See,
2: not me. ...being a dirty word. No, not it's not you
1: this
3: time.
2: This mark, time. Mark
3: this on your calendars. <laughs> so anyway, where were we? Uh, episode 530.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Episode 530.
2: We were, we were discussing the opening music sounds more like wrestling music than the hit TV right. show movie theme.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so all. we're here this week. We are. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna name this uh, episode. What, what did we decide on? Critical Jack. Critical Jackpot, sir. So it episode, should have been
2: Shannon Doherty. It should have been
1: Shannon Doherty. Someplace very uncomfortable, like the back of a Volkswagen. Um, so wow. the name of this episode, sure. uh, episode five hundred and thirty, Critical Jackpot. Yeah. Huh. Um, and uh, we could go right into that. Why not? Right. Yeah. Whatever you guys want. So
2: um, for well, those of you, let me check my prep sheet.
1: For those of mm. you who. Um, are active on the social medias uh-huh. um, for those of you who follow along with a lot of popular culture um, and all sorts of other things. Uh, there's a show that we've talked about on this program before called Critical Role. Once or twice. Uh, the show is used to be on the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel. Now it's on its own Twitch channel at Left Geek and Sundry. Um, it is um, it is a show where they broadcast uh, a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. It is all done by uh, voice actors and and professional actors in the industry. Um, The original campaign ran for just over two years, I think, um, on Geek & Sundry and about a year and a half prior to that. The current campaign is a year and a half in. So campaign two is a year and a half in. They decided that they wanted to launch a Kickstarter to fund a 22-minute animated special Based on Campaign One, Mm -hmm. it was going to be all original content based on the characters that they created in Campaign One. They set a funding goal of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes, which they felt like that's what they needed to produce that first episode and provide backer rewards, production, all of that for a half hour uh, episode, right? Yeah, yeah, twenty two minutes, half hour, somewhere in that somewhere in that ballpark. How you look at it? I think it took them twenty minutes (laughs) to get. To seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. It took them 45 minutes to break a million.
3: It's and now. if
1: you were watching the Kickstarter yesterday, it was literally going like, you
3: know, that stock ticker that's in New York. Yep. that The one that just constantly mm-hmm. rolls over. Yep. That's what it looked like. So even as you're talking, I'm yeah. being distracted because it's still doing that, and yeah. I'm pretty sure since we kind of sat down, uh-huh. they've gained at least about a good five thousand to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, on this. Wow. So, so they are currently at
1: four, almost four point six million dollars. They're
3: now at four point five eight. So there you go. Uh, four point no, five eight. And it's taken up right now. So there you go. They have. Uh, they have.
1: Have, cleared- they,
2: have they reached the uh, next stretch goal? Because when they hit two and a half that was 22 additional minutes yeah they they've cleared all the stretch goals oh
1: yeah they hit 4 point kev we just said they are uh, 4.6
2: million almost they're at I, i'm unaware of the stretch goals oh so i'm sorry I'm looking, yeah i'm reading the article as we the speak the
1: final stretch goal was 3 million i think is where it was at
2: because they didn't they better, think that they'd get that They better that get part. out some new stretch goals then.
1: they So they did a little broadcast last night on their Twitch channel where they talked about they're going to try to come up with new stretch goals. But where they stand right now, they're going to have four 22-minute episodes, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of uh, one-shots, a bunch of backer rewards, and all sorts of additional things that they're looking at. But it's probably one of the quickest funded campaigns, I think, in Kickstarter history. It has to be. Um, It got picked up by CNBC,
3: Variety, um, and a couple other major outlets. I feel like the last time something uh, did this gangbusters on Kickstarter was maybe the the Reading Rainbow. Oh, maybe. What was that? Maybe four years ago? Yeah. Three, four years ago. Um, And um, again, the thing is just ticking upwards as we're we're talking right now, which is really impressive. But what did you guys think of, because they showed the cartoon intro with the the music and everything. So what do you guys think about the animation? So I've already... So they had uh, they did a commercial for D&D
1: Beyond about a year ago where they teased some animation styles that I really liked. And then they're working with Titmouse Studios to create the animation for a show. Titmouse is the company that does... um,
2: Big Mouth for Netflix.
1: Yep, and and a bunch of other shows. Um, It's a pretty well-known production company, animation production company. I like the animation style. I think it looks great. I think it looks really, really good. It looks fun. Um, and I like the music choice. Um, so this is now the third. So that little short that they created for the Kickstarter video, which is only like a minute and a half or whatever it is, two minutes long, right? Um, that's now the third sort of little animated test that they've done. Okay. Um, because they did one for D&D Beyond. They did one for um... The current campaign, which is the Mighty Nine, which is the name of the current campaign. Um, and now they've done this one for Vox Machina for the Kickstarter campaign. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes. I mean, I'm a fan of the series. Um, I think they do a really good job. Um, who doesn't want some sort of animated D&D style show? I mean, yeah. I think we've all wanted that for years.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm impressed. I mean, this looks like just a lot of fun because I mean, the guys are the the team is fun to listen to. Yeah, they they just seem like friends. They are while listening to them. I don't know much about their their backstory. Yeah, Uh, but it just it's fun to listen to, fun to watch, and I'm hoping this is just a great way to get more people, at minimum, aware of D and D. So at the same time, so the, a little bit of a backstory since you asked. Right. And we'll, we'll educate
1: our listeners as well. Um, Matt Mercer is the guy who does the DM. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a ton of voices in video games and animation. Most notably, he does McCree in Overwatch yeah. or most recently. That's probably the thing he's one of the things he's most known for. Um, this was his home game. This was a game that he was running out of his living room. Um, And and they they, were like,
2: fuck it, Internet.
1: Let's let's try it. Now, Matt had had some experience doing online video creation stuff for YouTube back in the day. And they were just like, yeah, let's let's fucking do it. Um, And they played. Like I said, I think they played for a year and a half before they launched the video stream. And then that stream lasted for almost two years. And then just about a year and change ago, they started the new campaign. So they are all friends, longtime friends. Are they playing the same characters? No. So campaign okay. 1 was um a, was a single campaign with a single group of characters, although there were right. some there you know, spoiler alert there were some character deaths and some of them had to re-roll. reroll. Um but but campaign 2 is all new characters. It is the same campaign setting, which is a homebrew campaign setting that Matt Mercer has created, but I think campaign 2 takes place significantly after the events of campaign one okay so stuff that happened well, in campaign one affects or is is sort of present in campaign two in the background it's like the history sort of yes well now they have enough what money i, what I
2: find it. interesting <clears throat> i'm looking at the um i'm looking at the characters this is it's possibly the worst group of characters i've ever seen you mean as there's far as classes there's literally now this is nothing against the uh, the the people doing it and everything and i haven't watched it, i'll be honest straight yeah. up i haven't watched it so what i'm being crit i'm purely approaching this from a D&D nerd perspective right right there are three half elves in this group and two gnomes yes <laughs> i've never i i can think i can count on one hand the amount of games I've ever played with a gnome in it. <laughs> but I got to tell you. number one. one number the, two, three half elves get off the fence and pick an elf race.
1: Well, two of them are twins.
2: Yes, I see. I see that there must be some sort of relationship there. Yeah, there,
1: two of them are twins, brother, sister, Vex twins. and Vox. Vex and Vox are twins, uh, voiced by Liam O'Brien and Laura Bailey. Uh, the right. rogue, which is one of the gnomes, is Scanlan, voiced by Sam Regal. The other gnome is uh,
2: Gnome Bard.
1: Is, right, that's Scanlan.
2: Is, that's, that's Scanlan, right?
1: Um, you have gnome, gnome
2: Cleric by Ashley Johnson. Right,
1: that's Pike. Keyleth is a druid, um, half elf, half elf, and then Grog is a Goliath
2: barbarian. Yeah, the Goliath barbarian is is interesting. I'm not sure what a Goliath is.
1: Oh, and Percy is um, Percy. A
2: human gunslinger.
1: Yeah, so so the history of this campaign is that when it <laughs> started out as their homebrew, they were playing Pathfinder.
2: Oh, okay, now it makes sense. When they
1: decided to stream, they converted it over to 5e rules. Right. But certain characters, things sort of, so gunslinger sort of carried over from Pathfinder. Right. Um, and Goliath must have probably carry, carried over as well.
2: I'm unfamiliar with Goliath. So um, and Gunslinger, I was questioning simply because where are we getting guns?
1: Well, I mean, you I get, know
2: Pathfinder now makes sense because I know that they have. Right. Simple. And,
1: and I mean, in D&D, you could have rudimentary firearms. I mean, they, they right. sort of exist. So um, but it was really just a translation over from one to the other. Got it. Um, but uh, yeah, great characters. I'm really excited to see the animation style. Um, and see where it goes, uh, and good for them for hitting 4.5, 4.6 million. It's
2: and high. good for them for bringing such needed attention to D and D fifth edition, if I may say.
1: Yeah, I mean they have. I mean they they they're partnered with, they're partnered with D and D Beyond, um, right? They have partnered with Wizards of the Coast. Matt Mercer, I actually believe. Um, in some capacity, does he does something for Wizards of the Coast? Whether it's sort of like like an advisor kind of thing? like an advisor, Chill. yeah, he does. But he does something with them directly. And then, like I oh. said, I think I know Matt Mercer and Marisha Ray um, work with D D Beyond. Like if you right. go into D D Beyond and you go into their a lot of their little items, if you click on the items, they'll give you what it should sound like because there's a bunch of shit no one knows how to, how it should fucking sound. Yeah. And a lot of those.
3: Sort of soundbites, yeah. A lot of the soundbites are Matt and Marisha do a lot of those. uh, So how? So I know this isn't going to happen until was it fall of twenty twenty? Correct. So how are they going to release the cartoons? Are they doing like digital downloads? Um, Yeah, it'll it'll probably be digital downloads.
1: Okay.
2: They
1: they just said recently that because it's gone so well that they're going to explore some sort of physical media release. I wouldn't mind having physical. Um, I'd buy. I mean, if there was a Blu-ray or something, Absolutely. I'd probably grab it. Yeah, yeah. Especially like if it's going to be four episodes or maybe five or six episodes, depending on how much it gets funded And then by just the like end. a shit ton
3: of uh, bonus, bonus stuff. stuff. Yep, and there's like a game just for yeah, like, an isolated uh, game for it.
1: So um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited to see where it goes. They have 44 days left in the campaign. I mean, it's been up just over twenty-four hours. The campaign, and and they've hit four point six. I think they
3: gained five thousand dollars over the last ten minutes.
2: Yeah. So speaking, speaking of online uh, role playing, OG, how'd your little test go? It went well. It went well enough that I'm comfortable
1: trying it again in various formats.
2: Yeah. So pulling back the
1: curtain, there's a lot that goes into streaming it when you're working with remote players, because you have to sync up several computers, several cameras and audio feeds right And then in addition to that, you also have to use some sort of streaming software uh-huh. to grab
3: elements of those feeds to look right. So how much how long did it take you to actually set up the game versus set up the uh, the technical side of things?
1: So I mean this this has been a work in progress going on four weeks at this point. I had sort of first talked about this. We even, we talked about it on the podcast. I had first talked about this almost a month ago saying yeah. I wanted to try to explore this. I wanted to figure out how yes. to get this yeah. to work. And it, it's it been piecemealed. It's been, all right, I got this part working, but I can't figure out this part. I got this part working, but I can't figure out this part. Lots of YouTube tutorials, right? Lots of YouTube tutorials. <laughs> and on Sunday, um, Our good friend Mikey, who used to be uh, in your seat for a brief period of time, Mycobus Prime, Mikey kind of got all of the people who were going to sit down and try to play together on Sunday and pretty much said, look, all I need you to do is log into your computers and I don't care what you do, just walk away. Put a post-it note over your camera, turn off your microphones and walk away. And he spent a good hour, hour and a half probably, just using the Streamlabs audio software to grab just individual sections of a monitor to get those windows working okay, so if you good. looked at what the stream looked like it was five windows four players and a battle mat mm-hmm. and he had a grab using manual cropping features like pixel by pixel those five areas so it huh. took it took a lot of work Damn. um but we figured out how to do it. And theoretically, it's easy enough. It's, not, it's, it's It'll never be easy. But at least the trials are behind us. It has to be done. And, and and it can be done again. Yeah, very so. cool. Cool. So all of those things are, are set in motion to to hopefully... So my goal is to run some sort of one-shot with patrons that want to play and members of the show that want to play. That'd be great. So, um, so give me a little bit more time to continue to work out a few kinks and to come up with some sort of one-shot idea, um, and we'll try to get it going. Love cool. it. Yeah? Cool. Coolio. So if you want to check that out, by the way, that's up on uh, my Twitch channel. You can go to twitch.com backslash GeekStuffOG, and um,
2: you can you could check out that stream. It's it's sitting there
1: at like three and a half hours
3: long or yeah. something like that, but
2: it's there. You know, Nick, do you know why OG wants to run the game? Why is that? Doesn't want to be the guy that casts uh, uh, whatever it was onto a tree.
1: <laughs> magic armor.
2: That was the magic armor. I
1: cast. I. 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 I critical failed casting magic armor, and the only thing I protected was a tree. But let me tell you, that tree stood tall and proud. You should be proud of yourself for the remainder of that combat session. That's sad. I
2: slammed a wolf cub into it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, that poor wolf. No, that fuck that wolf.
1: Anyway. Um, <laughs> That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, was. far away. Maybe I should, maybe I can run an Eberron game. Ooh. They have gonna, converted it for 5e. All
2: of it? They don't have a rule book yet, though. Uh,
1: it, they only have it through D&D Beyond. Oh. So it yeah, only exists I, I have a feeling digitally. that'll be a book. Maybe, but it's been on D&D Beyond for over a year now.
2: Well, then we should totally so. do that.
1: I Well, I, I will look into that. I Will, will you be
2: that. employing uh, the classic? DM screen?
1: Or... Uh, no, I'll probably be employing a 5EDM screen, I'm assuming. I see. I see. Um, but yeah, go to twitch.com backslash geekstuffog if you'd like to check that out. Um, let's move into the remainder of the news, yeah? Yeah. All right. So uh, Marvel, in the I'm actually sort of shocked by this news, although not entirely, because I think this is kind of a bullshit sort of story. Uh, Marvel has announced that they... Or, or said they will not announce any new movies until after Avengers Endgame.
2: They have um, announced that there will be no announcements.
1: Right. So I'm I'm shocked by this because I don't feel like they need to even say this. But I called it a bullshit move because I think that it's a cheap attempt at a publicity
2: stunt. No. Because no, I, Nancy. I don't think no. they were
1: gonna. I don't think they were gonna announce anything before Endgame anyway.
2: Well, they weren't, but that's not the point. The point is it's not a cheap thing. I think they're trying to... I mean, they know already that they have spoiled Endgame with at least one character because Spider-Man and at least Happy are... are in Spider-Man. And they've already and announced Black Panther 2. So they they have well, yeah, I mean it's it's not a big surprise. I just think they're trying to hold back some things a little bit.
1: But what why I say it's I feel like it's publicity stunt is I don't think they had any intention of making any additional announcements between now and then anyway. So to go out there on the record to say that they're not going to make any announcements. Mm-hmm. All I think uh-huh. that does is it builds up this you weird know sense of mystery to people who don't follow it regularly.
2: Do you know why? Why? Because fanboys are clamoring that other than the things that they've already speculated on, that they don't have any another uh, other announcements that they're not, that they're, Going on a thin development cycle rather than the robust one that we've just come through or about, to, or about to end, if you will. And that certainly couldn't be further from the truth because in addition to Black Panther 2, probably Doctor Strange 2, Guardians 3, uh, and the Spider-Man movie that we know about, and everything else, there's also this, – this article was great with regards to speculation, Black Widow. Right, uh, which the they've announced. The Shang-Chi movie. And then also further down in the article, I think it's I think it was in this article or is it somewhere else? Maybe I'm wrong. That their ever-increasing relationship with Hulu, um, this I just found out, is that they're trying to negotiate with Hulu to bring back Daredevil, Punisher, um, all the Netflix stuff. Just move it to Hulu.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, they, well, Disney does own a percent, percentage of Hulu. They owned a percentage I of Hulu? I think now it's 30%, I believe. Don't quote yeah, me on that So they one. owned a percentage of Hulu before the Fox deal. Yeah. And then when the Fox deal went through, they, they just got more. more. I believe that, I want to say it's NBC that owns another chunk of it. It's a little, yeah, it's it's you, need, it's you MBT, need a graph yeah, of it. Yeah. But I'm also curious in terms of like with the announcements, how much does this have to do with Disney Plus? Because at the same time, Uh, I feel like we're going to be getting more announcements. They already announced that uh, Captain Marvel is going to be the first big budget movie to skip Netflix, go straight to Disney Plus to try to kind of keep everything within house. Right. So I wonder how much. Yes, I do think this is a kind of a ploy for, you know, some of the fanboy service. But how much does this have to be in service for Disney Plus in order to try to, you know, put a little put a little bit of a spotlight on that service? Because it's it's going to be a big, big, uh, you know. Drive for that, the company that,
2: this year. That that thing is going to have such a big, I mean, just Mandalorian alone, I think is is going to drag eight billion people into that service instantly. Yeah, I, I um, think,
1: I I think they're going to really hit on all cylinders with that service. I don't think it's going. I don't think they're going to have a hard
3: time getting people to sign up. Not a hard time, but remember, that, I mean, this is one of the main reasons they bought Fox, though. At the oh, same time, so I mean, yes. I think, I think they want to kind of just they want to try to make sure that that investment of theirs is uh gets as much help as possible. You know this this might come as a
1: surprise to you, yes. Nick. Um but but Disney uh pretty business savvy.
3: No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just say. I'm putting it out there.
1: Really?
2: I have two words for you, James Gunn. So okay. uh Will yeah. is yes. right on Instagram Yeah, to Eternals. Point out I saw that, right? That, that they are also yeah that they are also working on the Eternals, which is great. Um, and he says that Disney now owns 60% 60. of
3: okay.
1: Hulu. Oh, okay. So maybe it was so, 30 before and now it's 60 Maybe that's what it was. And
2: that, that information actually uh, that I was saying about Hulu actually comes from a different article about a different Marvel property <coughs> called the New Mutants.
1: <coughs> oh, I saw that article. That's in the prep sheet as well.
2: Yes. So um, the reshoots originally scheduled for the New Mutants have not taken place yet. Correct. So, um, uh, it says, some have been questioning whether the film will even receive a theatrical release. Given Disney's acquisition of Fox, rumors are circulating the film may hold its premiere on Disney Plus or Hulu rather than a traditional release.
1: As long as it gets released, because I'm looking forward to that film.
2: This would align with Marvel's growing relationship with Hulu after the streaming service ordered four original animated series from the company. As well as talks of them reviving all of the Marvel series Netflix has canceled. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to.
2: Why doesn't Disney just buy Hulu and change it to Disney TV or some shit? Because NBC be doesn't want to sell.
3: I think, it's, sure. I think it's part of NBC and I think it's part of uh, the FCC at the same time at that point. I think that has a lot to do with
1: it. I was going to say that, you know, that might be going to the well one too many times in short order. You know, maybe a few yeah. years down the line. Although I suspect that at some point in time, you know, I, at some point in time, if Disney Plus really takes off and is strong enough, they might actually sever
3: ties with Hulu, too. Possibly. You could, or they just, like, kind of take all the resources from one to the other. Yeah, that's what I mean. But know? I know, well, I mean, but with NBC, but, and not NBC, but Hulu, I mean, they also made a lot of money with all those cable deals that they have at yep. the same time. So... I don't know. I am honestly very curious what they're gonna be doing with the well, Hulu look, aspect. If
2: they want to keep the harder content off of Disney Plus Hulu's a good home for it. They yeah. have Hulu. Yeah. I mean it's And actually it Hulu's
1: works. a smart Hulu is a smart company to be in bed with because with Hulu Live, I mean that that directly rivals cable now. Yes. If you yep. want it to.
3: So I so, you know. It's a matter of though, is that is it gonna cover the you know you're gonna be able to watch Viacom's Nickelodeon though at the same time, which is not exactly a competitor of disney but i mean it's there so but you know i'm thinking from a disney business standpoint if they own 60 percent, yeah you go ahead you could watch nickelodeon on my
1: platform because now i'm getting a cut yeah it's possible right instagram did it die again it died I i don't i don't know why it keeps dying the phone was it's my phone it was fully charged and now it's fully not Hold on. I just you guys can keep talking. Move on to Godzilla and I'll see if I can get it back up.
2: All right. Oh, is that where we're going? We're going to Godzilla. Why not? Sure. I feel
3: like we kind of have to now we're obligated ahead. to it.
2: Millie Bobby Brown uh expanding her horizons by uh starring in the new Godzilla yeah, King of s- Monsters.
3: Did you see the uh the movie poster that was released?
2: Yeah, it's a very Japanese poster.
3: It is very Japanese, but uh I like it over the, uh, uh, Capitol Hill with, uh, I, I'm not going to, I can't pronounce the words correctly. So, uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah thank you very much. sir <laughs> uh, I don't do the were ads, uh, very well. Um, I not I'm stoked for this. I mean, when it, the, I like the last Godzilla movie, I like the last Kong movie and, uh, you know, whatever it is they're building up for these two characters, I'm totally down for. And, uh, I don't know. This is gonna be pretty badass. I, I'm hoping this is just gonna be just more fantasy fun. No, uh, the, as soon as I saw this, the only thing I thought of is I hope there's no like political overtones or anything. But uh, well,
2: I mean, you have to assume, you know, because uh, believe it or not, that a lot of the even original Godzilla movies were, you know, uh, had a political bent. The Smog Monster was about the environment and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I mean, there were a number of them that. Uh, that, uh, what what am I seeing? You see, <laughs> is that OG's arm?
3: A little bit, a little bit.
2: Oh, um, I see.
0: No,
3: I just you know, I just kind of like for a movie like this, I just like to kind of just turn my brain off, have fun, and uh, you know, not have to deal with political rants on Twitter or what's actually happening in the news for the two hours or two and a half, whatever it is. it's going to end up being. Are we good? Uh, yeah, we're as good as we can be. We're good-ish, good-ish.
1: So good Godzilla, Ish. <laughs> hey, hey! hey I, I mean, I heard the conversation as I was still standing.
2: In as you the were room. standing four <laughs> feet away, from us. As I was standing just a mere few we, feet away. We were away. talking about the poster, O.G. Did you see the poster?
1: Um, I did see the poster. I'm super stoked for this. I'm down. Um, I, I mean, I like Godzilla. Um, you know, I, I think it. I think it's going to be pretty cool.
3: I'd see this right away in IMAX. Yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe the dine-in Theater have a go- I don't know some kind of Godzilla drink. Some kind of go- ooh
1: yeah, some sort of neon green right yeah I mean, sort it makes of sense. disgusting awful drink. I'm down for that. Um All right, nice. let's 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 sally forth, shall we? Did, did what happen? Did it die again? No, no it did I'm, not die. I'm not, I don't even bother to look at that anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm,
2: a, I'm amusing Nick.
3: Yeah. He's taking advantage of the the Google Doc being a live document. There you go.
1: Um, There is. um, There's a new Sandlot. There's a new Sandlot TV series. Yes. Excited for this. Yeah. Coming to. um, Coming to. Where is it coming to? Did it say? I don't think it said what platform it was coming to. It's going to be a direct sequel Um, to the original film takes place 22 years after the original film with the uh, original cast returning. Um, It says, let's see, does it give an idea of what it is? It doesn't. Uh, Um, So, I mean, I like the Sandlot. I've seen some of the sequels that they have released.
3: I have not seen those.
1: Um, They were not good. I'm not surprised. We We used to play them in the store in um when I worked at Suncoast back in the day mm-hmm. because they were family friendly.
0: So <laughs> it,
1: so you know it was uh it was we were able to we were able to play the play the thing. But uh yeah I was I'm not I'm not a fan.
3: All I can say is this is one of those things when I saw it on social media I just right away I was just praying that this wasn't fake, this wasn't some bogus right news. because um, love as I mentioned before I love baseball. And this is just one of those movies from my childhood that I just love beginning to end. If I'm actually flipping through the channels, I have to watch it if it's wherever it is at any one point of the movie. And uh, it's quotable. There's a lot of great lines out of it. it just, it's just fun from beginning to end. We lost Big Kevin the Instagram. Oh, come again. on.
2: No, you didn't lose me in the Instagram. You're, there's nothing happening in the Instagram right now.
3: Do you see it? It's moving. It's it's fine on our end, sir. I'm going to end it and start it over. Oh.
1: But let's keep talking.
2: Yes. I swear to you, it's not me. Whatever, man.
1: Anyway. What was, there, was
2: there anything else? Mark Hamill thinks Carrie Fisher would get a kick out of appearing in episode 9 posthumously. Woody yeah, I would, she, I would agree with that, <laughs> but I would like to, I would like to, if I could, I mean, of course she would get a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, of course she's, she would. She's even dead and she can't get away from Princess Leia. That's right. Of course she would love that. Yeah, it, it,
1: it, it would be, it would make her laugh. It would, it would definitely make her chuckle as it were. I agree. All right. Um, I think we actually oh, should. Oh
2: no, oh no, no, oh no. What's I right? have some things. Mark oh. Hamill. Okay. Um, uh, has, uh, said some things. And I want to, uh, uh, I want to read just a little bit if I could. Um, Disney CEO Bob Iger told the Hollywood Reporter last year that the schedule for Star Wars releases have been too densely packed. A view Mark Hamill shares, quote, "In our day, it was three years apart. Now they're two years apart with an independent movie in between." I say to the executives at Disney, really, Han Solo five months after our movie? Give it a rest. They say, well, we've got to keep the schedule clear for Mary Poppins. And then he, it says he feigns outrage. But I can be mouthy because, you know, what are they going to do, fire me?
3: <laughs>
2: he's I, got a point. You know, he really? I mean, he's really the, – the this was, this, this was uh, described as the gloves are off, you know, and it was just – he's writing about Kylo Ren. I just thought Luke's never uh, – he was really upset about – Apparently, he was really upset about Harrison Ford or Han Solo being off in that movie.
1: But Harrison Ford wanted to go.
2: Well, yes, but that doesn't mean, you know, they couldn't drive drive a second dumb truck full of 20s up to his house uh, and had him stay a little bit longer. I just thought Luke's never going to see his best friend again. You look at it in a self-centered way. I said that it was a big mistake that those three people would never reunite in any way. I guess I was wrong because... Nobody seems to care. I have to stipulate that I care, but it didn't really seem to affect the larger audience. Luke, Han, and Leia will never be together again, and I'll probably never get to work with Harrison again. Then the second thing was that they killed me off. I thought, oh, okay, you should push my death, death off to the last one. That's what I was hoping when I came back. No cameos and a run of the trilogy no cameos and a run of the trilogy contract. Did I get any of those things? Because as far as I'm concerned, the end of episode eight is really the beginning of uh, episode seven is really the beginning of episode eight. I got one movie. They totally hornswoggled me.
1: Can, can, can I chime in here on this? Yeah. With all due respect to Mark Hamill, <laughs> because I like Mark Hamill and traditionally speaking, I think he's a fine performer. And he obviously has had a profound impact on my childhood and even later years in life and other roles, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> you are an actor who was played to pay fucking Luke Skywalker. I love you, Mark. You are Luke Skywalker in the films, but you're not Luke Skywalker.
2: Here's uh, Here's the last, here's the last bit. They had me walking by C-3PO, not even acknowledging him. And I said, I can't do that. Uh, and ryan johnson said okay go over and do whatever so i went over and i did whatever then say then say it in the script forget the past kill it if you have to they're doing a pretty good job
1: and again i say i'm sorry mark that there is some sand in your lightsaber hilt
3: oh
2: but is that where the sand is well i would have said directly in his vagina (laughs)
1: um I I, look I love the guy Um, I'm not one of those who Disagreed with anything that happened In seven or eight If if Harrison Ford Wanted to go no dump truck full Of money would have brought him back I think he wanted to go on his own terms Mm -hmm. And he did Um, I think Luke Died a hero At the end of episode eight And I, I think he died doing What he was supposed to do And I don't hate that either I don't know. I'm not. Upset I would by it.
2: agree. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. If Carrie Fisher was still alive. Yeah. To but, wrap this, the, to wrap this mess up. Yeah.
1: But you know what though? If they had a vision, if they had a vision, I don't know how much they should change it because Carrie Fisher passed away.
2: That's just it. For,
1: so for, vision. for Mark, for Luke.
2: The vi- well, no, then I agree with you there because he's clearly going to be a force ghost. Of in this course. One. So
1: it's not like he's not in the movie and he's not going to have an impact.
2: Right. But I think now he probably is going to have more of an impact because and I think he's right in stating that, you know, Harrison was really prominent in the first one. He was really prominent in the next one. And Carrie was supposed to be prominent in the last one. Okay. And she's dead. So so
1: what is he what are they supposed to do?
2: Well, I think that I think the article says that they're, you know, using some additional footage to kind of give her sort of story a you know, uh, an appropriate wrap up, which is fine. It's just not the direction they originally intended to go in. That's all I'm saying.
1: But I mean, from their perspective, they're sort of in a tight spot. Yeah, right? I agree. And from Luke's character's perspective, I think they wrapped up that character as a living, breathing character quite nicely and quite appropriately. His impact on Ray is far from over. I, I suspect his impact on Ray is far from over. Because I don't want to create headcanon that's then going to upset me later. <laughs> but
2: Headcanon. But,
1: you know, at, at the end of the day, they didn't hire Mark Hamill to write the movie. I hired Mark Hamill to play Luke Skywalker. True. Right? I mean...
2: He I, just has way more of an opinion now. He's not going to Celebration either, by the way. The,
1: and look, he's entitled to all of those opinions, but I, I have to... I, much like I have to find ways to separate the art from the artist in much more negative instances.
2: When you put on your Michael Jackson records? That's right.
1: I, I was thinking more along the lines when I watch, you know... When I go back and watch Bill, Bill Cosby himself, serenity Um and other things, but um, yeah. nah, what other things? I'm on to, I'm on to both of you. I know what's what, going on over here. What but, are you talking about? But, but you know, cause Adam Baldwin is clearly a lunatic. That said,
2: <laughs>
1: that said, right.
2: I Adam mean, Baldwin, you may know from such shows as
1: uh castle, he was on castle. He was he? Yep. He was on Chuck. He was on Castle. Yeah, he had a cameo on. He had. He was on a couple oh. episodes of Castle. He, re, he oh, I reunited. Did. I didn't know that. And he was on Chuck. Great, both great, both great television shows. So anyway, my what was point that? is, didn't he do
2: a sci-fi show with Josh Whedon as well? What, what was what is, which one was did that? He,
1: did did he do a sci-fi show with Josh Whedon?
2: I don't remember. Was what it that, that one, the one with the dolls? What was that one called? Dollhouse. Was he on
1: Dollhouse? Was he on Dollhouse? He might have been on Dollhouse. I no, he was
2: that know. other. What was that other one? It was like a Western in space.
1: I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank to, if I'm being honest with you. No, you're I better than that. I can't uh, I can't I can't pinpoint it. I can't
2: Unbelievable. Um,
3: so I want to press the button.
1: <sighs> Fine, Firefly.
2: And Nick for the fail. <laughs> take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free.
3: You can't take the sky from me. Take me
2: out black you from
1: I remember now it's lightning Pug, right that was the name of the show it was lightning, lightning, lightning Bug. Pug, right is that glowworm I think you're right I think it was, think think it was right. glowworm was, was the name glowworm? of the, glowworm? was the name of the show um but yeah so look I I love Mark Hamill I just I just
2: you know Hashtag old bits are the best bits. There you go. Th-
1: that's also a problem that 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 Mark Hamill has. Um, I think with all of that being said, I
2: think we could probably take our first break, Big Kev. And with that, OG, we'll bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a break. The way we end <laughs> some first segments by saying, we'll be right back. <laughs> all right, Instagram, I'm going to stop it because why not for right well, it's now? It's working huh don't touch it it's working yeah, it's working uh, all right, why, all why right. bother all
1: right fair enough fair enough all right but but they're not going to be able to hear like game stuff and all that other stuff
3: that like commercials That's okay all right for being on that end of things it's uh it's still kind of cool
0: ahoy hoy welcome to game stuff i'm your host coke logic <laughs> Last week, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct about Pokemon, announcing two new games, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, both coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Unlike Pokemon Go, these are the legit Pokemon games that you are actually looking for. Due out later this year in 2019. New releases. The spiritual recreation of Toe, Jam & Earl for the Sega Genesis is Toe, Jam & Earl on the Nintendo Switch. After Toe, Jam & Earl sequels throughout history, people are always like, why don't they just make a game like the first one? Well, here you go. Pretty much the same type of roguelike random levels, surprise boxes, and looking for parts of your ship. Toji & is out now for $20 on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and finally, Double May Cry 5 comes out this Friday on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. This is CokeLogic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, And a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Beside you, your nerdy best friends, and the DM to guide you, and they rise from the flames for the battles ahead. Villains, beware, cause
3: you're about to be dead. They got magic and flare, they got cunning...
1: And we are back. Yeah, we are. Big Geek Stuff, episode 530, the one we're calling Critical... Jackpot, of course, during the break, there you heard uh, a new game stuff this week, yeah, you, which you Whoa. were very excited about. I'm excited about Toe Jam and Earl, to be quite honest with you. If I had to pick something from that game stuff that you know gave me the goosebumps, you lit up like a kid on Christmas. Well, I lo- I, I enjoyed
3: that game, it was I'm a not classic. anything wrong with that um that was like what sega genesis yeah that genesis that was a good game um
1: we also had uh we came back with that music from the uh from the critical role kickstarter and that's what they open up their campaign with each mm-hmm. week and an update from our sponsor
3: yeah
2: yes our new sponsor build your own x-wing build x that's right you can check out all the details now let me tell you as excited as we were about Millennium Falcon, as excited as we were about Build Your Own R2-D2, nothing has prepared us for the excitement that we received when we learned that we would be promoting Build Your Own 1-18th scale X-Wing. Huzzah. So why should you care? Because it is the only X-Wing perfectly scaled for three and three-quarter action figures. That's impressive. The only, only one ever done. That's impressive. And not only is it the only one that's ever done perfectly in scale it is phenomenal it in cool. its detail it has lights and sounds it has motorized parts including r2d2 the wings uh open up using a series of motors um it's the detail level is phenomenal and right now they're having a special uh oh you may want to take care uh, uh get involved in this you can get started right now for one dollar, including shipping and handling, and get your first four sets or your first month because you know in England, fortnightly or weekly, um, uh, you get your first four sets, four sets for one dollar. Wow! Uh, and that gets you started on building your very own X-wing. Dare I say now, that's impressive? No, no, I'm about to I'm about to up the impressiveness. They have two offers. They have a standard offer, which is like a subscription, and they have a premium offer. Did you check out the premium offer, sir?
1: I did not because I was waiting with bated breath for you to tell the me all about it. The premium
2: offer, sir, includes a subscription accessory pack um, that includes... A If you go to the website, you can actually see these things. A personnel transporter complete with driver figure and pilot passenger figure. A fuel pump with hose and X-Wing ground crewman. Crew ladder allowing access to the uh, X-Wing droid socket complete with technician figure. Yellow refueling canister model. Landing lights that really light up. Storage containers for equipment and cargo, and a special Luke Skywalker pilot figure that slots into the X-Wing's cockpit. It is phenomenal. Oh. Absolutely phenomenal. You Ooh, have no to lolly. check it out. Go to buildxwing.com. And I don't know if the phone number has changed. The phone number uh, didn't change between Falcon and R2. The phone number I was suspect the same. It hasn't changed for this one either but I just want to uh, I want to make sure but I don't actually see it on here so well maybe so. they're not
1: doing the phone number why don't we confirm maybe. that or firm that up for next week
2: we could do that all right we could do um, so, so check do it out build your own x-wing uh, it, they have a little there's a video at the website you can check that out as well um, uh, that shows the incredible amount of details uh, uh, on it it's it's phenomenal I mean it's I, I have had my mind blown away now for the third time by D'Agostini model space. And this this is just, I mean, in my opinion, it just gets better and better and better. And I think this one is going to be a huge hit. Get in now. Get in quick. Um, and you, too, can have possibly uh, one of the best Star Wars ships for your one eighteenth scale action figures that you will ever get.
1: Sweet. It looks great. Yeah.
2: Um, so we have
1: some product. We're going to move into that. And then if we have time, we might hit on a trailer or two. But I don't want to gloss over this beautiful piece of product that we have here in front of us. Mm-hmm. This is Big Kev. The uh, Sideshow exclusive. Um, what are they calling this? The Neon
3: Tech mm-hmm. Iron Man Mark the Six. Mark 6, yeah. Neon Tech Iron Man Mark
1: 6, a.k.a. Iron Tron.
2: <laughs> yeah, Iron Tron. I'm just getting it in front of me, OG. So by all means, give us your uh, interpretations, so this your impressions. Is the,
1: this was the 2018 Toy Fair exclusive piece that they uh, had released. And it is a black stealth suit Iron Man. Right. With the... Highlight lines in a glowing blue, much mm-hmm. like the Tron suits from Legacy.
2: Yes. Right? It is definitely a, uh, uh, definitely a um, and, homage.
1: And he even has on his back, on the back of the suit, which I thought was really interesting. Um, oh, wait, is it not? Was that not on his back? Was there another shot of his back? I thought his back had had some sort of identity disc looking thing. No, it doesn't. Okay, so it's it's really just the (laughs) it's just the heart. You know, the 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 chest, the chest piece looks kind of like an identity disc. I mean, it's it's a beautifully sculpted, brilliant looking piece.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, you know, Hot Toys has done so many amazing. I don't think this uh, one is Hot Toys. Sir? I don't think this one is Hot Toys.
1: Hot Toys.
2: Oh, it's it definitely Hot Toys. Hot toys. Okay. Yes, sir. In fact, it was a, uh, not to correct your earlier uh, remarks, uh, Mr. OG, it was actually originally a Hong Kong Toy Fair exclusive. Oh. Okay. And then um, no one knew if Sideshow was going to get it or not as an exclusive. And they actually got it, um, uh, I think, very shortly before New York Comic Con. And if you'll recall, OG, they were doing some sort of... Um, like uh, what do you call it Uh, like a card like a um, yeah you had a card yeah right that had the code and you had to go and you had to order it using the code that's how they did that Uh, yeah i thought i saw on the
1: website that they had said it was a toy fair exclusive hong kong
2: oh hong kong toy fair exclusive yeah i'm pretty sure at one point i think it was um, but uh, but yeah. And you should also point out that this is, there's a lot of die cast metal in here as well. Yeah. A lot of the armor is actually made of metal. So that's, that box should be a little bit heavier than your normal, uh, than your normal,
0: uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's not a light, it's not a lightweight piece in any, uh, in any stretch. This is a one six scale figure. Um, it's part of their movie masterpiece series. Um, I'm just trying to see if it says Neon Tech Iron Man Designer Hero Quan Engineering Designers uh, Pia Siflid Jason Wu Terry Chang and Jamie Lowe. Uh, Shiny
2: black and teal colored armor with luminous reflective patterns appearing under specialized LED light unit.
1: Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's nazzy. Luminous reflective effect uh, effects on the box and on the figure. Yeah, so. The box is even sort of techy. I mean, it's a beautiful... The box looks real nice. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. That's... sorry. Sorry, Mr. Nick. Um, it's a beautifully sculpted piece. It looks fantastic. It looks gorgeous. Big Kev, I know that um, it's not available anymore, so we don't have to point people to go and purchase it. it
2: the way list is full. filled. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, do you remember, just out of curiosity, what the cost was on this particular item?
2: $385. Wow.
1: Well, that's a few shekels, but well worth it for everything that you're getting.
2: Well, I mean, considering that it's die cast, number one. Number two, it's hot toys. So you knew right out of the gate if it was a naked Tony Stark, it would be 200 bucks. Right, right. So if you consider the fact that they've, in addition to having that body in there, they've done metal armor parts. They have done LED uh, light circle-shaped arc reactor on the chest. Um, they've done LED um, uh, mask as well for the light-up eyes. Uh, and lights can shine through the sides of the ribs and forearms blue light uh, so there's also additional light sets inside the figure as well I mean it's just I just think as a an homage to uh to Tron I, I just think it's an amazing piece and considering the marriage between Marvel and Disney and Tron being a Disney property and Iron Man being a Marvel property I think it's a nice uh it's a nice homage I
1: I would agree with you. Has Hot Toys ever actually done uh, a naked Tony Stark? The Mark Zero? Is that
2: they, they that haven't one. done a naked Tony, oh, okay. they've done a suited Tony Stark. Yeah. And I believe for Iron Man, let's call three, it, wasn't three, it? Three. I think they did just the wife beater.
3: Yeah, it was uh the mechanic.
1: Oh, right. The yeah. mechanic. Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: The mechanic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. So yeah. yeah. Like so definitely uh you can go to sideshow.com. Uh, neon tech, uh, neon Iron Man Mark IV. Um, it really is just a fantastic display piece. Uh, I, am not an Iron Man collector, but I do collect me some Tron. Uh, so, you know, it'll, it I think it fits comfortably in either collection and uh, I think you will well enjoy it. Now, somebody has made OG and I don't think it's hot toys. Someone has made a display, um, case for this piece. That actually has the correct lights to maximize the effect. Oh, nice! Of the, of the luminous things, yeah, I saw it online, so you can check that out as well. So there you go.
1: Sweet, pretty cool. Yep, I'm stoked. Like it. It's
2: a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece.
1: Um, I think we have a few minutes. Maybe we could just talk about. That Daredevil thing real quick. Wanna, oh, yeah. No, actually, you know what? Let's talk about that. That's more important than I think this stuff.
3: All right. Well, the uh oh. I Uh-oh. think it was a two episodes ago? I mentioned yeah. about uh the artwork I ordered from Alex Maliv. Yes. Uh, oh, did nice, that
2: did that surface?
3: Well, uh it's been officially declared as stolen right now. Wow. So it has not. Uh, he Alex posted it on his uh Twitter account. Uh everything was stolen. Um he pinned it to the top of his profile got crazy amount of uh retweets and comments uh and likes and everything uh i sent it out i saw you and pk also talked about it as well um and i will say this much alex was really cool with me It's just open communication the whole entire time unfortunately he's not optimistic about it um so i i retweeted on my twitter account monty's mayhem uh or you could just check out alex's twitter account but if but for some reason if anyone happens to see uh uh, this yellow Daredevil artwork that Alex did on eBay or somewhere else for sale It'd be swell if you can just kind of hit us up because um, it shouldn't be theirs it, it's been officially declared stolen by Alex by FedEx and uh, the police report that was filed so uh yeah it kind of sucks because I like the artwork so much mm-hmm. it was just a gorgeous piece of work sure uh, I think even people who aren't Daredevil fans would would kind of say they like it and uh yeah it's just a shame that I kind of came to this on such a an awesome piece of work.
2: Yeah. I mean, now, Monty, what do we know? Did it reach New Jersey?
3: Reached New Jersey. It was delivered. It was. It reached up to a town uh, over from me. Uh, so there's some other details um, where FedEx they kind of gave me like a bit of a runaround on their part, uh, but right. not really giving the full story. Uh, so I think it's a it's a mix of stolen and FedEx just being you know back dicks. Yeah. Uh, but Who knows? Maybe it was. St- Stolen by the FedEx driver. You know what? And as I was walking my dog, I yeah. did see a FedEx driver, and I'm yeah. like, I should ask her if this is if this is the one. Yeah. This is the idiot that, asked, <laughs> that that screwed it all up. Uh, but yeah, so if you see a ye- nice Daredevil, Alex Malieve, Yellow Suit Daredevil, that is, uh, on eBay or on Facebook for sale or some marketplace, uh, hit us up, please. Yeah, I
1: saw a couple of people tagged, people like Kevin Smith and a couple of other really big shops and stuff like that, saying, you know, if this pops up in your store or... Mm-hmm. You know, on any of those auction sites, just you know, know what it is you're buying and
2: don't buy it, but report it. So. Yeah,
3: because uh, right now I'm watching eBay and I'm watching a Heritage auction because they deal with kind of high end stuff yeah. too. So, Man,
2: well, Heritage, if, if the the word was sent out, then Heritage would know.
3: H- Heritage would know, but you know, you never know. Things sometimes slip through the cracks. And last thing, that's a knock to them, but yeah, you never know. It just happens. Yeah, something yeah. Just, you know. So, so yeah,
1: no, that that was. um I mean, I'm glad that Alex was really cool. About he he it. was
3: unbelievably uh, open about everything what was going on. Yeah, and, uh, um, you know, didn't made, made sure that I wasn't the one that had to deal with any of the the costs or the headaches or anything sure. like that. Sure. So I mean, the
1: did uh,
2: did he um did did he refund you? Yeah, he took care of me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, if it landed here, yeah. I mean, it's kind of not really his responsibility. No, so right. that's really nice of him to kind of you know.
3: Yeah, but apparently, like I said, FedEx screwed up two of the four packages he sent out that day, and I think it's, it's a mix of stolen. I think FedEx screwed up at the same time, so.
1: Yeah, I likely suspect, I mean, I likely suspect, and this is all speculation, I don't know, right, but I likely suspect that as a good faith gesture, he took care of you. Yes. With his intent being that he is going to recover from
3: FedEx. Yeah, he's not, he's oh, not he's not, too, optimistic he's not even? he says I'm more optimistic than he is. Wow. All did
2: right. did he have insurance?
3: Uh I do not know off the top of my head. Well, automatically when you
1: ship with FedEx, right? By 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 proxy of shipping with FedEx, there's an automatic insurance that you get. Nothing is what, not was what ins-
2: it for though, like 100
1: bucks? I don't know. I don't know what that I don't know what that is. So I don't know if you know, I don't know I, I don't know any of that information, but he should have some sort of recovery even if it's not
3: I, I, honestly, for his sake, I hope so. Yeah. Because I mean, neither n- neither one of us should get screwed over. No, of at course the end not. Of the day, but I understand that you know, like this is his living, so I get why. Yeah. You know, and, I'm you concerned know, for him as well. So. Scumbags are going to scumbag. Is, uh, exactly. That's the problem.
2: Is Is he going to do you a new piece?
3: Uh, we're talking about that. We'll We'll see. <laughs> I asked him about what original work he had. He, yeah. uh, which unfortunately he doesn't have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm honestly hoping for the day someone's gonna walk in uh, at Gotham Comics with it yeah, yeah. and are like, "Oh, I have this work. Uh, you want to check it out?" I go, "Oh yeah, hold on one second. Uh-huh. I just gotta go reach get my baseball bat." Yeah.
2: <laughs> Will says UPS is one. UPS is one hundred dollars. Yeah. I don't know what FedEx so I wonder, is. I wonder if FedEx yeah, is UPS similar.
3: is a lot easier to work with. Yeah. Well, FedEx is hey, notoriously want, idiotic. Uh, yeah.
2: If you want. Uh, uh, the next time we're at a con together, Nick, I can introduce you to the artist of Cyberfrog. Oh, God. Please he can no. draw you a giant troll. Please, Yeah, he, he
1: could uh, fuck that guy right in his eyeballs, both of them <laughs> at the same time with hot pokers. Did that
3: escalated real quick? Um, I just, I don't like the guy. Okay.
1: I, he's an internet troll. And it's troll. a damn
2: shame. And it's a damn shame. He's, he's an internet troll. Because he's a troll. fine artist, he's, but a douchebag. He's
1: a, he's a proponent of comics gay...
3: So he makes things harder than it has to be for no reason.
1: Yeah, he's he's you know he he bullies people online and he's a troll. So he's a dick. He's yeah, and right. he's
3: a he's a right wing
1: lunatic. Um, yeah. And look, if you're conservative, that's your op- that's your choice. That's okay. Dick. But you don't yeah. have to be a dick for the sake of being a dick. That yeah. that's my problem with him. Right. And it's a shame because historically, I did like some of his work. Mm-hmm. But this is this is an instance where I don't feel like I need to separate the art from the artist. Gotcha. I don't like cybernetic frogs that much. You'll get by. And I don't like Green Lantern. You did do other books. Hot pokers. Both eyes. Hot pokers. Hot pokers.
2: Both eyes.
1: And with that, I think we're at the point of the show. Where we can wrap things up nicely.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. I believe I hear the wrap up music now.
1: Crystal. Yes, clear. there it is. So uh, don't forget, you can find us online over at BKGeekStuff.com, Facebook.com backslash BKGeekStuff on the social medias. I am GeekStuffOG across all of the uh, social media platforms. Of course, Twitch.com backslash GeekStuffOG. We mentioned that at the top of the show. Um, Second
2: Generation Geek at YouTube.
1: That's right. Second Generation Geek over at YouTube. Hopefully some new content coming over there soon. And Facebook now. Well, because YouTube, because I bought Second Generation Geek.com, but it's just a landing page, but I can't land it to the YouTube page if I don't have the unique URL, so I had to create the Facebook. It's just fucking it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. thing.
3: It's a thing. It's a thing. My mother would say it's a thing.
2: Got it. Big Kev, where can they find you? Big Kev GS on the uh, Xbox network. I've recently dipped my toe into multiplayer on uh, Red Dead Redemption, so I should be getting back out there. Um, although I can't really figure out exactly... How I'm playing with other people yet Because I don't see any other people But that aside <laughs> Other than that BK geek stuff I think everywhere else Oh did I say that for Xbox? It should be Big Kev GS on Xbox Yes you said that
3: And I am Montes Mayhem on Twitter M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M And uh, yeah I'm not on the, on the grams So there you go
1: So there you go
2: Not on the grams
3: Yeah it was too much Wasting too much time on It was easier just to Smart just to get rid of it. Just to
2: get rid of it. Just it. have it and don't use it. That's what Big G does. The solution. I I, I period it. I put something on there once. I think I looked at your profile today out of random
1: curiosity. Yeah. because um, I was tagging stuff. And I saw right. the last thing that you posted was your car after having uh, murdered a boar.
2: I didn't hit the boar. I hit <laughs> the a boar. The boar you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had hit the boar in retrospect. Anyway, Uh, yes, that was a while ago. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big House Geeks off to a close, episode five hundred and thirty, and we will end it the way we end some shows by saying, "Good night, Keith Flint, wherever you are."
0: And on that note,
2: we cue the music.